0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. You know, this show is like unlike any other show that I do. Many of you listen to me uh, Monday through Friday um, uh, during the day. And, you know, we have music and a whole lot of things that go on and commercials and breaks. And we're just coming to you raw. We're coming to you unleashed right here on bbsradio.com. And uh, this is a full hour without interruption. I get to fireside chat with my guests. We open up the phone lines. You get to chat with my guests and with me. And we're, we're all about looking at how to take that absolute magnificence inside you, even if you're not sure that you have it, and bring it out into the world, not only for yourself but for the greater good of others. My guest today is someone that I've known for quite some time, as a matter of fact, um, I've written a personal testimony on his um, on his CD he released, and I'm thrilled to be having him here with us tonight. Uh, I'm talking about Matt Kahn. He's joining us here today. We're going to be talking about Awakening the Earth Angel in You. Let me just tell you a little bit about Matt, because honestly I could probably spend the entire hour telling you about Matt and, and who he is, but I'd rather you hear it from from Matt directly. He is a gifted spiritual teacher, peacemaker, intuitive healer, and uh, he is going to share with you about a little bit about his journey, how he became to be this absolutely incredible child and has grown up being in contact with the angelic realms throughout his life. He helps people each and every day realize that there is an enlightened part of us inside of us there is something special in each and every one of us and he has helped people not only see that but take it out into the world. He has a very busy schedule. He's traveling here, there and everywhere. He is also the creator of the Everyday Enlightenment Awakening the Earth Angel in UCD series. I mentioned that and he um, is joining us today to talk about this incredible awakening, what it is, how each of us can tap into it, and how unlimited our possibilities are. So uh, I want to uh, welcome Matt to the show and introduce you to a fabulous listening audience. Matt, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thanks, Dr. Pat. Thanks for having me. I,
0: I want to start out with your story. I certainly could have sat here and talked about it, but I think there no one talks about the, uh, your story better than you do, okay. and I, I wanted to share with our listeners... Uh, how you came to understand the gift you had when you were young. And sure. then we'll talk about what you're doing with it right now in the world. But, I mean, did you wake up one day and say, oh, my gosh, I am this incredible intuitive healer?
1: No, actually, when I was a, when I was a kid, um, I spent most of my time just as a child initially um, just just being very stuck in my head. They've very fearful of, of many things, and I remember what happened to me just as clearly as it happened, you know, as if it just happened a few moments ago. And when I was about eight years old, I, I went to sleep one night, and it was just some normal night. There wasn't any really big, big deal about it. I went to sleep, and, and I, in this experience, I thought I was having a dream. And in this dream, I, I found myself in the most amazing garden I have ever seen to this day. I mean, the, the colors in this garden were so amazingly vibrant. It was as if the energy and the colors poured out and held me in, in a level or a place of love that as, an, as a young child I had never even experienced. I mean, my parents had loved me, but this was a profound level of love. And I remember when I was a child growing up in the 80s, it was always, you know, the, the, the public service announcements were always about, you know, don't talk to strangers. And I know for me, one of my biggest fears when I was a kid was, being lost or being somewhere unfamiliar and I remember the first thought I had when I was in this garden was I don't know where I am and yet it was so okay because I felt this familiar sense of love as if I knew where I was and yet my mind didn't know how to wrap itself around that so I began walking through this garden of amazing color and and just this love carrying me through the garden and I began walking through um, what seemed to be a field of waist-high flowers and as I could feel my legs you know, powering through this field of waist-high flowers, I then noticed that while I could feel that sensation, I was simultaneously hovering above the flowers. Oh, wow. Right, and then when I had that experience, it was just this, oh, look at what's happening. And and it wasn't, there was this astonishment, but it was just this natural sense of, oh, this is happening.
0: As if it were as easy as, uh, you know... Eating toast and
2: jam.
1: Right. And it it was just like, apparently this is now happening. But being held in that level of love, nothing really was surprising. It was just a, oh, now this is happening. It was just so natural. And then in front of me, you know, hovering above the flowers, was this figure in a white shroud, dark hair, dark beard. And he, he began motioning me towards him. And I didn't really move. And a couple seconds later, I began floating towards this being. And as I got face-to-face with this being, there was, like, this pure white light coming out of the eyes of this being. And to my 8-year-old mind, I I was thinking of, like, scary movies and people flip their eyes upside down or do that kind of thing. Yeah. and, And that was my only association. And in that moment when I thought about that was when I realized it wasn't a dream and I literally felt the sensation of falling through this garden, through the sky, back into my body. And the feeling of falling back into my body was so jarring. It was kind of like... The only other experience I've had similar to it was being on a roller coaster and having that free-fall feeling. Oh, yeah, I know that feeling. Just put back into my body and slipping back into my body and just this thud, and I was shaking in my bedroom and out of the corner of my eye. In my doorway, I saw that same figure in like a chalky white material. I, I later would realize it would be like etheric energy, like if someone would see a ghost, that kind of material. Exactly. Like a translucent chalky white material, and the same figure was motioning me towards them. And I looked, and it disappeared. Next morning... I talked to my parents about this, and they said, so how, how, is your, how did you sleep? Well, <laughs> incidentally, I had this really ex- interesting experience, and I told them all about it, and my dad had the exact same experience 25 years before I did in boot camp. Oh, my goodness. And, and so that made it really interesting. Even to this day, you know, I know that there's a significance there, but it was just, um you know, my parents were always very open-minded anyway, which, which, which is a huge blessing, but there, there was just letting me know almost at a young age there was more to this than... Even I imagined, and I, I remember talking to my friend, walking with my friend that next day, and just in that same chalky white material, like the guide that I had seen in the garden, I, I had about 10 of them walking all around me, and I could kind of see them in my peripheral vision. And because they came with this sensation of that love from the garden, even though to my year old mind, I didn't know what any, any of this was, there was a deep knowing a deep knowing beyond any logic i had even learned up to that point that they're a part of me and i'm a part of them and i was telling my friend who was kind of you know looking at me like i'm kind of strange saying well who are they and i said oh these are my guides <laughs> well what are guides oh i don't know i just know that's the answer well what are they here to teach you I-, I don't know and so it was that was the first instance of knowing something without even needing to know why and it was such a deeper level of truth than even the name that i was given it was there there was it was something so irrefutable and yet i had no idea why it was so irrefutable and then um as i began later you know interacting with these guides i i began speaking with them or they actually began speaking with me when i was 18 when i was 18 they, they um came to me and they said you know you're not who you think you are and i go who are you you know and what is this and that's when my intuitive abilities really started to blossom and i started to be able to Um, use my senses of hearing, seeing, and feeling to be able to hear what they were saying, see the visions that they were showing me, and then use my sense of feeling to, you know, connect all the dots and be able to really have conversations with them. And then I started to really, you know, have dialogues with these Ascended Masters sitting in my bedroom in my parents' house in in Torrance, California. And this went on for about 10 years. Well,
0: I mean, this is part of the story that so many people are waiting to hear about because, you know, there are folks that... Are sitting and listening to the show that have had similar experiences, and perhaps sure. unlike you, they've been at this place where uh, they've had guilt, they've had shame, maybe not necessarily supported by their family, right. and yet they, the experiences that they've had are experiences
1: that also are, are you know deserve to be validated. Well, absolutely. I mean, there is, in all of our experiences, these things happening, whether we recognize it, notice it as such, or or, or what have you. What was interesting that even though my family is very supportive, there was a little bit of um, interesting emotions that went on with me when I went to my friend's house, and they, in their living room, had a picture of Jesus. Uh And I was raised Jewish, and I really had no association with Jesus. As an eight-year-old kid, I only cared about Hanukkah and (laughs) these types of things. And so I saw this picture, and I go, that's who I saw in the garden. That's him. My friend's like, Matt, you didn't meet Jesus, come on. Let's be real. And I said, well, that's just, that's just who I saw in the garden. And so being an eight-year-old kid, you know, feeling like, okay, I've been raised Jewish and, and, and Jesus wasn't a part of the story that I was told, there was this sense of am I doing something wrong? Or so, so I did go through an interesting experience with, um, even though when I was, you know, my family was very open-minded to a lot of things, I think there, was this, there were these boundaries in my mind of what, am I allowed to do, or is this right? or? And when I started to dialogue and really meet these Ascended Masters and Archangels, the unconditional love, the unconditional acceptance, and those boundaries that my mind created quickly were erased. Mm-hmm. And I think that within all of us, the purpose of coming into direct alignment or connection with these types of teachings from Angels and Ascended Masters is to fulfill the purpose of erasing the lines of distinction that our mind creates, that separates things, and so that we can begin to not only learn what they're here to tell us, but to then begin to embody all of what the wisdom suggests and and points to. And, and, And to me, that's really where consciousness is shifting right now. There's been so much so much time that we've all put into gathering information and learning wisdom and seeking. And now we're in a transitionary point where it's time for us to begin embodying what the wisdom has been pointing to and really awaken that within us that's ready to step forward.
0: Well, what's interesting, Matt, as you join the show, and I want to welcome everyone that's uh, just tuned in, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. I'm here with Matt Kahn. And we're talking about his special gift right now, but also the gift in you. This segment is uh, is called Awakening the Earth Angel in You. And, you know, Matt, uh, your website is themessengeronline.com, themessengeronline.com. For those of you that are out there uh, and you're wondering how do I find out more about Matt, uh, you're, I know you're listening online, so you're going to go right to the website and check it out right now. Um, and if you do, um, if, and if you sign up to his email, uh, you're going to be getting a, um, a, a special uh, free easy, and it's going to send you links to uh, Recipe for Presents, which is an art article by Matt. Uh, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the messenger. I mean, isn't that an
1: incredible weight to carry on your shoulders? <laughs> it's, it's really funny, is that from the earliest memory I've ever had, you know, and I, and, and to, I, as a child, I had an amazing childhood, but in my own experience, right, there are people that can say, oh, I knew Matt when he was a kid and this is what he was like, but, but in my own experience, what it was really like being in my own experience, uh-huh. I have always carried that weight and pressure on myself, even before I knew why. Like, there was always this sense of intensity that for me, that, that, that I felt within myself. There was always this sense of, and I think it was because I was, so hypersensitive energetically and my mind didn't know about energy, right? No one really taught me when I was a child about energy. I had a very loving family, but no one really explained to me um, some of the things that I'm teaching and what, what I do. And so I was so hypersensitive to other people's energy and so I would feel people's feelings and think that I was causing it. So for, in my childhood, I was, there was a, vi- a very deep level of intensity for me to carry that type of pressure you're talking about and as I started to open up to my gifts, the interesting thing is, is the one thing I really started to experience was a profound sense of relief. And then when I work with people one-on-one or in groups or when I, when I present, the more intense the energy is, the more intense it is between me and the person working through something completely deep, the more relaxed I become.
0: Let's talk a little bit about this. We've got so much to talk about with you, Matt. I mean, I, I, I don't I hardly know where to start, but let me start kind of with the end in mind. Right. Uh, there are many people that have worked with you. Your testimonials just blow most other people away. Wow. The kind of work that you're doing with folks and the results that they are getting. And what is it like for us to be in a session with you, Matt, uh, known as the messenger? What is it like? To be in this healing presence right. and, and how do people then, how are they then able to continue the healing
1: process within themselves? Sure. What well, was interesting in this session, I, um, and, and one of those of the benefits, I think, is that when I grew up talking with the Ascended Masters, I didn't really know anyone that was into any of this stuff. So I, I really just kind of developed this process just by what I was taught and it kind of evolved very naturally. Being in a session, um, with, with what I provide is, the way I describe it is it's kind of like if you walked up to a kiosk or like a spiritual ATM machine, and you punched in "What's going on?" or "What does the universe want me to know?" and then it, and it gives you these messages. The messages that I provide um, don't really necessarily have anything to do with prophecy or what's going to happen. It's about what is occurring right now with you emotionally, energetically. What is occurring within you that's trying to awaken what are the things within your consciousness, your physical body and your emotional body that are really um, keeping the distractions alive and keeping you from where you wish to be or what is going on in your life that's really an invitation into this deep awakening. And so it's really to tell people not so much where they're going but where they're at right now, what sometimes contributes from the past that, that brings them into this place to, to release what's, what's ready to be released. And it's really about allowing The energy that is transmitted to people through the words that I speak to not only make sense to the mind and to open them up with the wisdom that allows them to live this in a more deep and profound way, but the the energy in the words is absorbed by the subconscious mind, which is already starting to loosen the distractions, loosen the debris, and to loosen some of these blockages and start to naturally release itself as the person gives the permission to release so that they can not only walk away knowing why they're at where they're at, where they can be headed if they so choose, and how to get there. Right? They have that plan in mind, but also to have been in that time with me of feeling that energy, absorbing it so that they actually leave feeling what it's like to already be in that place. And so it's not only an intu- you know a healing that occurs in the mind, the body, and, of course, in the spirit, but it's also with the guidance directly coming from that place that is only here to provide us whatever we wish.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, I have to tell you um, that um, I know some of the people that you've worked with, and I've been to your website, and, and I, I most recently I looked at a testimonial of a woman that, uh, worked with you, who had a lifelong battle with untreatable and untreatable eye condition, right. blurry vision all over the place, and then within minutes of working with you and the guides, was completely
1: her vision was completely clear. Right. It was interesting because it, she was in a session with we were in a session together, and I, I I actually didn't know that this was going on in her life. I just said, by the way before we end today's session, I want to open your third eye. There's some clutter there. I want to get that debris out of the way. And then when I did it, then all of a sudden she could see completely clearly and all it was was just an obstruction in the, in the third eye. And it was just very interesting that it wasn't even a part of what we were talking about. But yet I sensed, I kind of you know intuitively just tuned in and said, hmm, this this seems like a blockage that you're ready to let go of. And so really the success of, of that session along with every session is as much um, us working together that the success that one has in any healing session is really a celebration of that person's willingness to receive and let go of what they're willing to grow from that you know as human beings we can only grow from what we're willing to let go of and so the wisdom will always be there to help you understand to grow and to mature spiritually when we're willing to let go of what we you know hold on to for so long. And so she, it was in that moment that she was ready to let go of what had manifested itself as clutter in her third eye, and I was only there to help facilitate that.
0: Well, I know I know that you, you talk very modestly of your work, and, and yet at the same time, uh, some of us know how powerful it is. And you also know that there are folks listening to the show that have the power within themselves. We are talking about this in terms of the soul's purpose. We're hearing a lot of conversation right now about the soul's purpose. Yes. Is this where most people are stuck right
1: now? I think when we talk about stuckness, it comes down to a very, very simple idea. And the idea is is that what we are leading ourselves to in the awakening of our true nature is living a life of devotion. And the only thing that clutters or distracts us from a life of devotion is just simply the distraction of the mind. And so really it's about what can we, you know, everyone's coming from a different place, but what are we really needing to do? And this is, of course, individual for everyone in the session, but what are we needing to do to help relieve the person of that mind that is keeping them bound in the reality of conditions so that as their mind starts to let go, their heart begins to awaken. And then, of course, that inner awakening begins to happen. It is, its it's really interesting because a lot of people will come to sessions, and this is kind of a common thread in a lot of sessions, and they will ask, what's my life purpose? What am I really here to do? And I think that through the mind, it's so easy to get distracted by what am I here to do? When, if we ask the heart that question, the heart's only intention, the heart's only knowledge is not what am I here to do, but How do I wish to be as I do whatever I'm here to do? And so what, what my work is to help people understand is that true divine nature or what we're all here to do, our life purpose, is not necessarily in what you do because what you do is what you choose to do. It's how do, how are you going to feel in your body as you make those choices? How are you going to be How are you going to feel as you be? That's really the key right there. Not what, but how. And that's a question of emotions. And then, of course, we then work with releasing the blockages in the emotional body, of course, in the chakras, so that people can free themselves into that space of what freedom truly feels like. And then to live your life from that place of freedom, unconditional love, unwavering peace, Whatever you choose to do from moment to moment is just surrounding yourself with other people on this planet that you're going to wind up blessing and healing as well as a catalyst of consciousness. So what you're really here to do has nothing to do with what you choose to do because what you choose to do just surrounds you with different people. And you're going to influence those people as they're going to help be a teacher to you. The real key is how do I wish to be as I'm put in these situations? And that to me is where the shift takes place.
0: Well, let's, this is uh talking about shift is incredible. I want folks to get a sense of what it's like to connect with you, Matt. Sure. And, uh, let's open up the phone lines here for those of you that are listening to the show. I want to introduce you to uh, Matt Kahn, the messenger. And we're going to talk about a couple of other things while you're getting ready to call in. But we'd love for you to give us a shout. If you've got comments, questions, are you stuck in a place of your li- in your life and you want to get some help getting unstuck? Uh, matt's here going to work with you intuitively and help that happen 877-876-5227 that's our toll-free number right here 877-876-5227 and uh... seth will be doing a great job picking up the phones and bringing you on and we invite you to join us and and uh... see if matt can uh... help you out getting unstuck and living life full out as we say on this show Uh, You know, Matt, I have to tell you that for me right now in my life, I'm at such an incredible place of gratitude that it's hard to even express gratitude at that level. And I'm like everybody else. I make my gratitude list, and I walk around. I walk into the station some days, and I look at Benny, and I say, man, I'm so grateful he's my producer. Or, I, you know, I do this show on BBS and I look at their Alexa ratings and how many millions of people are coming in to this website and listening to these shows and I still go to this place of, of gratitude. In your life and in what you've seen, uh, how does one get from the place of resentment to gratitude, And the reason I say that is because Catherine Ponder told me a long time ago, resentment and
1: gratitude cannot coexist. Well, it's interesting because resentment and gratitude are, are opposites, obviously. At the same time, what is seemingly opposite are both equally expressions of spirit. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that is an interesting realization because I think any time someone's in a place of resentment, there's always this sense of, one can't really be in a sense of resentment without judging themselves. And so there's always this thread of what I'm feeling is what my mind is telling me is far away from where I want to be. And when someone can realize that whether you are being resentful, whether you are being grateful, those may be opposites to the mind, but those are both just the various and vast spectrums of how spirit expresses itself, meaning in all the ways that we choose to be, spirit is just blessed and just eager to experience consciousness through the many forms of you and me. And so one of the ways we start to go from resentment to gratitude is simply through acceptance, that even if I'm in a place of resentment, it's okay. And even if I'm in a place of resentment and I can't accept that I'm, in, that, that, that I'm enjoying this resentment I can accept the fact that I can't accept my own resentment. There's always one place you can start with where you can accept, even if it's, I don't accept the fact that I'm resentful, whichever it's going to be. But just find somewhere to accept because the peace that really arises within us as, a, as our true divine nature can only begin to blossom when we're actually starting to make peace with not only ourselves but the world around us. And so to live in a state of peace or to get to an extension of peace like gratitude It is simply from being able to live in a world that doesn't need to change. The the resentment often comes from working so hard to change ourselves or change the world and our results are lacking. And so maybe the only reason why our results are lacking is because true divine nature is trying to show us there's nothing really that needs to change. If it could change, it would just be another distraction. And so we often exhaust our... We exhaust our our personal will. We exhaust that energy of what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to accomplish, and and it it exhausts itself, sometimes to a place where we don't have any more energy to put towards self-interest. And then, because we just don't have any more energy left to put towards defending ourselves or trying to push away the world, we fall into the awakening. We're defenseless. That's really the surrender. It's either I willingly surrender... Or eventually, I have no more energy left. And so we get to gratitude from resentment by being able to say, in this moment or in any moment that I don't like how I feel, I can at least accept that what is occurring in my reality is just a part of my own growth. Whatever I'm feeling is healing. And the energy exhausts itself with our willingness to just let it play out without trying to internalize it with a meaning, without trying to say, I'm feeling this because of that. And the mind gets in the way and slows it all down. Just to accept what you're feeling, accept the world outside of yourself, and to accept the situation, because it's all just a manifested lesson in disguise that with your own deliberate willingness will peacefully escort itself out of your reality. And you'll eventually find this peace arising within yourself, mm. and it will begin to take shape as the peaceful world around you.
0: Oh, thank you, Matt. Thank you so much. We've got a caller on the line right now. Who's joining the show with us? So who do we have on the line tonight?
1: Hi.
2: I'm so glad to be with you. My name is Adrian or Addie. I use both. Hey, Adrian. And what
0: can we help you with tonight?
2: Well, um, I'm not sure exactly what Matt, Matt does. I just went to his website, and I, and I loved what I saw. And he worked with the masters. I was really taken by the um, the person he healed that had the eye problem.
0: Isn't that incredible?
2: That was wonderful. Oh, my gosh. And I just wondered, um, because I have Lyme disease, and I didn't know if he could work, you know... Uh, work with people that have those types of things?
0: Awesome. Well, let's, let's
2: ask him. I'm curious
0: about this question myself. Okay, great. Okay, Matt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've actually had some clients that have actually had Lyme disease, and we've really? worked with, uh, on it with some very, very interesting success rates. And um, anything physical is simply a manifestation of, of, of energy, and it's just really stuck, stagnant emotional energy that, that is, uh, is expressing itself in a very dense form, in a very dense form. And, and what I really get when I tune into you and you talk about Lyme disease is I really get that it, you know, you being here on this planet right now is giving you a chance to embody the divine feminine archetype, with, with, with you know, in, in a place of power, which is equal and balanced with the male archetype. And so what it feels like to me that this Lyme disease is actually you just not only releasing karmas from you know the past experiences, but it feels like there there's energies. that that are coming from childhood where you may have been um, trying to tune your mom's energy and and I'm kind of feeling like maybe she had an energy of holding the archetype or, or the paradigm of the old divine feminine energy. And so it feels like this Lyme disease is just part of that old feminine archetype moving its way out of your body so that you can actually be here in feminine form but not oppressed and less than the male archetype. And so parallel to this is the body making peace with the mind and so the best thing that you can be able to do is not allow you know and i say not allow because you know and i'll rephrase that because we want to you know it's all about allowing because that's a free flowing positive emotion it's about allowing your mind to do whatever it's going to do but to almost have a relationship with your mind as if it's a friend who you're honored to receive advice from but whose advice you never really take so it's the practice of really saying, I hear my mind, and I hear what my mind says, but I don't really listen or take my mind too seriously. Because every time I stop and take my thoughts and my mind too seriously, I actually allow my mind to lead the way, and it interrupts my body's ability to heal myself. Does that kind of make sense?
2: Okay, so what you're saying then is to is to basically to convince myself that I'm not sick.
1: Well, I wouldn't say convince yourself because then that requires effort. What I would say is everything that you and your mind associates as being sick right. is just a way of, of energy moving its way out of your body. And the only way that it can really move out of your body is through your willingness to allow it to pass through. And a lot of times these symptoms that, that we recognize as sickness is keeping us from a level of activity that we would say in our minds, if it wasn't for this illness, I would do far more things in my life. And yet the only reason why it's doing what it's doing is because it's trying to slow you down so that the presence and the stillness within you where your true divine, na- true divine nature exists can start to arise and flower within you. And so wow. everything in your life that's happening right now is not by mistake. It's happening to slow you down so that the stillness within you where the true divine nature resides can start to express itself through you. And so through the mind, we would have to convince ourselves, absolutely. But it's, it's just understanding that what your mind labels as symptoms or as sickness that keeps you from being as active is just the mind not recognizing a different environment where you're being asked spiritually to become comfortable in. Your spiritual journey is in this moment as you recognize what you're feeling and, and, and what the discomfort it brings to you. The only thing you're being asked to do is, in this different environment, allow yourself to become as comfortable as possible so that even as the you who believes that you've been sick exists, you can exist in that space as the most peaceful version of yourself. And that really is a message that we send to the universe that says, I'm learning from this, I'm learning from what is being provided to me, and I'm now ready to graduate to a different reality.
2: I like that a lot. So, Isn't that right? phenomenal?
1: So is that,
2: what's that? Isn't that phenomenal? I mean, yeah,
0: you had me mesmerized for a minute there, Matt. Thank you.
2: Oh, I am too. I'm just, I'm just like squeezing the phone on my ear because it's a little difficult to hear. But sure. Uh, no, I mean that makes a lot of sense because in in the slowing down, I mean, I had to move. I had to. um you know, I had to make a lot of changes in my life to accommodate the illness while I'm working my way through it. I'm not accepting it. It's, this is unacceptable in my life.
1: Sure, and, and you know what's very interesting about that, and I, and I applaud all of the work that you've already done in this healing, but the mind doesn't do different very well. And so in, in, in most of our minds, in all of our minds really, the mind is just trying to do whatever it can to keep things from being different. And what happens is, is that when we're put in a place, where we're in a different situation, or where our life puts us into a position, where we have to make different decisions. Right? All it's doing is it's bringing us out of our comfort zones, because it is the mind and its concepts and its beliefs that we often create ourselves, or for the most part absorb from our parents and other experiences in our subconscious mind, that really create the framework for who you know for who you allow yourself to be. Yet you're alive on a planet right now that is evolving at a very rapid pace. And so the only reason why all this stuff is ready to leave you is because you're staying in direct resonance with the planet around you that is changing at equally a rapid rate. So just as willing as you are to do anything that you can do to heal yourself, even at the depth of accepting this illness that your mind is trying to reject, you are helping to heal the planet by healing the planet within you. And that is the most profound step anyone can ever make because the mind is always distracted with, no, that's not as important. Let me do things outside of myself. Let me take action because only the mind recognizes significance in doing. And yet it is spirit that puts us into every situation where we can be able to settle in and become more comfortable in the being. And so if I were to kind of boil this down to one little point, it will be whatever different situation you find yourself in. What you're being asked to do is just become comfortable in it. And if you want to take this even a step beyond this, I mean, you and I could probably work together energetically on the Lyme disease itself to dissipate this at a quicker level. But in terms of just as we're speaking right now, and we're going to take this to a higher level, it's practicing to become comfortable in the not knowing your mind wants to know when this is going to go away Mm -hmm. your mind wants to know how long it's going to take for it to go away right and what I'm asking you to do because I'm only providing you an invitation into your own awakening Mm -hmm. is to allow the question to disappear and to just practice becoming comfortable in the not knowing because Mm -hmm. the body doesn't heal waiting for an answer
2: wow wow
1: the mind just stays in the way and it obstructs things. So we let the we let the question disappear, and then what starts to arise in your own physical experience is the answer itself, Whoa, but it's an experience so cool. of silence.
2: That's great. I mean, that that makes so much sense to me. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I have a dog in there. Uh, I think we're awakening a dog as well. We are. Um, he resonates we're with the, information. the whole group here. Um, that makes sense because at this point it it is chronic and I'm but I'm refusing to let it be chronic. Um, you know I've gone through the antibiotics I'm on my second year but I love what you said so anyway I just want to say thank you.
1: Thank you very much.
2: And um and I'll let somebody else call it.
0: Well I want to thank you as
2: well and um I don't know why
0: I just got this uh, this information to pass on to you. Mhm. Um it yeah it just came in and it's um check on. Check on electromagnetic clearing, and what I mean by that, Lyme has an electromagnetic frequency,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and there are modalities that help clear that frequency.
2: Are you speaking like maybe like a Rife machine?
0: Yeah, Rife is good. Okay, um, and um, I'm not sure where you live.
2: I, I'm in uh, California.
0: Oh, California. Then you are in. You are probably in a place where there are so many folks down there. That are helping folks move through Lyme um, it, it's pretty incredible. I don't know if you spent time on the websites looking at it. I did a whole show on Lyme disease. It's in my archive. Oh, okay, yeah, um very interesting. So I will go there and look, okay, and I want to tell you that um, what Matt is saying is absolutely absolutely right on i mean this this is a movement through this that is beyond antibiotics, so you know what I'm saying.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm on a, I'm Dr. Zhang's herbs right now. I'm not doing any. Okay. I'm not even on antibiotics. I'm searching other alternative, and exactly for the reason I'm calling tonight is. Okay. I'm looking, searching, and I love what he said about um, uh, acknowledgement and non-acknowledgement, mm-hmm. um, and acknowledging where I am now and letting and just you know letting it be what it is and not expect a healing like two weeks, next
1: year, whatever. Yeah. Well, and, and if I can add just a little bit more to that, and sure. I'm, I'm so appreciative that, you know, what I've provided has, has given you so much already. A Couple different things, and there's two, two very, you know, points that I think will really lead you in, into the place of your own healing, because I think the healing will occur, it's just not going to be on the mind's times table. So if your mind can let go of needing it to be in a certain time frame, it'll mm-hmm. happen faster, which is kind of a contradictory thing. <laughs> That's how the... the, the kind of the humor of the universe, but Mm -hmm. there is no time in the universe. But one of the things interesting, if you wish to demonstrate the strength it takes to overcome this illness, the strength it takes to overcome this illness is not from opposing it. Mm-hmm. Because the illness is a manifestation of an inner conflict. And when you are at peace with an illness, your mind says, I'm giving into it and it's going to overpower me. That's mm-hmm. temporary. That's only what the mind knows. Mm-hmm. When you are at peace with something, anything that is not in the resonance of peace within you energetically must be re- must be integrated into the totality of consciousness. So if something in you is in a place of separation, which obviously any illness is a manifestation of separation, when you go into a place of pure acceptance and love of all that is, whatever isn't of that vibration can't live and can't exist inside your energy field. Mm. And so what I would give you as some homework to really, really make this truly powerful is every single day, when you wake up, or any time your mind reminds you of this that frustrates you, stop and address the illness inside of you and thank it. Thank it for being simply a catalyst that is, or a bridge that is bringing you from one level of consciousness to the other because if it wasn't for this disease, you wouldn't be aware of this level of insight that will then allow you, when you're returning to being active, to actively go out in the world and love every single thing, every single person, unconditionally.
2: Wow! Mm. Oh, wow, man! I just got chills. All the hairs are are standing up. God bless you. <laughs> oh, thank you, and same to both of you. And have a wonderful show. I'm going to keep listening. Thank you so much.
0: Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Good night. And please next. check
2: back in with us. I will. Uh,
0: and let us know. Okay. okay great. Thanks. I want to welcome everyone um, again. I'm so thrilled to have Matt Kahn here, known as the Messenger. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We are taking calls tonight, but before we do that, well, not before we do that, I know that there's nothing that I'm going to do to stop you all from calling in. (laughs) The number is 877-876-5227, 877-876-5227. I want to direct you to Matt's website, which is www.themessengeronline.com, and, you know, Matt, you have some upcoming events. I know you're traveling around the, the country, actually around the world, sure. but there's lots of information on your website, your e-zine, and much more. Sure.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
0: people that are listening to the show can, can also contact you for individual sessions as well.
1: Absolutely, and and, you know, we just got finished with our Awaken the Earth Angel CD that we did, which, you know, we we were so happy to have you a part of, and um, this this CD was recorded live at one of our events, and people come to our events because they they feel the energy, the transmission of presence of the energy coming from these higher realms through the words. And when we went back to listen to the recording, we were so thrilled and, and, and astounded that the energy that really was felt in that evening was equally as palpable in, in the recording of, of that night, and, and so we decided, oh, this would be something that we could create to allow everyone just to be in the energy, because the more that we're just in this energy of oneness and presence, the more we just kind of get used to living in that space, and that's really just allowing the awakening to naturally happen, and so we created the CD as a way to provide a chance for people to really facilitate healing you know, for their, for their body and for their emotions and, and then for the mind to bring it all into a place of, of peace and oneness. Exactly. And, and it really a, a gift that we've created that we're so thrilled to offer because as we're all working towards bringing the world into a place of peace, that only begins to happen by how willing we are to awaken that within ourselves. And so we offer this CD that's available through our, our website, the Awaken the Earth Angel News CD, so that you and for all the people that you love in your life can begin facilitating healing because any symptom, anything that your mind labels as a problem is just an invitation into a deeper level of consciousness. It's just, a, it's just reality's way of saying what you're focusing on isn't really working.
0: All right. Well, I I'm telling you the CD is fabulous. We have another caller calling in right now. Who do we have on the line with us tonight? Sheila. Hi Sheila, welcome to the show. Let me uh, introduce you to uh, Matt Conn. Hi Sheila, how are you doing? Oh, um,
2: good. I just um actually I just found this website. I've I've been praying it's kind of weird, but I've been praying for something and I just needed to um How do I say this? It's like I've got this obsession going on with my husband, like, what is he doing? He's overseas, and what's this year going to be like for us?
1: What's this year going to be like? This year. Mm He's going to be gone for the next year. Right. Well, what's interesting is that what this is creating for you is an opportunity. I call it falling into your aloneness, meaning... This is giving you an opportunity that obviously you're some, you know, you, you and your husband, you, there, 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 there's, a, there's a connection going on and him being away is, is, is putting you in a position or putting you in, in a reality that is not necessarily as comfortable as having him here. And yet spiritually what happens when we fall into our own aloneness, it's giving us a chance to go beyond the mind, beyond our thoughts, beyond the ideas of what we're considering of what if this, what if that. And it's giving us a chance to go really even deeper beyond that, to eventually find the place within us, deep enough where we can't even hear the distant echoes of our own thoughts and questions, and to find the place where there is no question, to find the place of peace that is easier to be felt in his presence when he's home. How can you begin to find that exact same place of peace and love that you would feel with him being here, without having him to be physically here. It's, it's allowing your mind to go deeper into your own consciousness and really transcend needing that physical outside validation so that you can really come into your own sense of connection and sense of harmony. Um, and the other thing I kind of get is that being able to connect with the universe isn't just something that we connect with you know, in a moment of peril or when we need something, we connect to the universe. You are being gifted an opportunity to really go deep and find that ever-present connection of the universe so that you can really live in that place. So that the benefit of living in that place is that anytime there is a fear, anytime there is a question, you can simply recognize it as the mind at play. Just as when children are playing with other children and children do what children do, oh that's just children playing. Whenever you have a thought, whenever you have an idea, whenever you have a fear, as compelling as that might be, And as real as it might seem, it's just the mind at play. And so I could intuitively tell you what this year will be, and yet the universe is actually directing me to reassure you that your thoughts is just the mind at play. And that when, you know, these obsessive thoughts happen, you know, the thoughts happen, we listen to them. Of course, it's going to make valid sense because... The trick with thoughts is that any thought that arises in your mind is naturally going to be something that's going to make sense to you. Even in my mind, when I have a thought, oh, that makes sense, that might be true. Why does it make sense to me? Because it's a thought being created in my mind. And so we have to realize that the the thoughts and and, and the ideas that we have is just the mind at play. If we were to ask the spirit within us, the spirit within all things, if we were to ask it anything, its only response would be, all is well, all is one. And usually when we have thoughts, it's anything but that. And so that's an easy way to distinguish that if anything truthful in you was to provide you with any level of insight, it would just reassure you that everything is so interconnected, glorious, and amazing that it wouldn't want you to miss this opportunity to be with it. And so it's an invitation to really recognize that whatever you're thinking and mulling over in your mind is only kept alive with your attention. That whenever you give attention to any thought, you're just keeping it alive because your attention is where your presence comes from. And you give anything presence and you give it life. And so I'm not suggesting that these questions you have aren't valid. I'm suggesting that it's an invitation to go beyond your thoughts. Because when we have thoughts like this or if we have worries, the only thing we're ever going to really find relief in temporarily is just a reassuring thought. And thoughts don't really kind of heal other thoughts. It is the letting go of thoughts. And it is the realization that all thoughts is just the mind at play that helps us to be able to hear our thoughts but to not listen to them. Because it is in the listening of thoughts that keeps you distracted from living in the presence of what amazing energy created youth sheerly through inspiration. That one moment the universe was simply inspired to create something that it had never seen before. And in that moment of inspiration, it imagined you. Wow. It imagined you in a moment that said, let's make something that's never been seen before. And it brought you here to this planet as you are with the range of emotions that you have just to exist silently within you and so it can say whatever she wishes to feel, whatever she wishes to experience, we're just going to see what it's like to be her in all these experiences. And it is the mind that, like I said before, doesn't do well with different. And so you're in a different circumstance. Thoughts are there. Fears are there. But you're just in a different circumstance that you're being asked to become more comfortable in. One of the most amazing techniques that I've I've provided to audiences on working with their own mind, and it's something that I said to a group without realizing what I was saying and I listened to myself and I went, wow, that's pretty interesting, is the next time you have a thought or a fear pop up, you know, the natural tendency is just to kind of react to it. It's almost like your body reacts to you. This is what it feels like to believe that thought. Instead of that happening, or if you can catch it, ask your mind or respond to your mind. Says who? Because the funny thing about a mind is the mind thinks it knows everything, but it doesn't know what it is. The mind doesn't even know that it doesn't know what it is because it's too busy pretending to be you. And so when your mind says something to you that's fearful or something like what you're talking about, you say, says who? The mind doesn't know what to say because the mind in that moment just realizes it doesn't know what it is. And the mind starts to fall asleep as the heart begins to awaken and then peace floods your body. And so it is the realization that you're not your mind, which is why you can hear your thoughts, but you're not obligated to listen to them. And it only feels so real and seems so real and seems so apparent because the thoughts that you're having, you're believing are coming from you. Mm. It's a mechanism. It's the mind just having something to comment on. And so says who, the mind will sometimes say, I don't know, which is the mind's way of saying, I don't have enough information to answer that question. Or it will say different concepts. Oh, I'm you. Who is this me you're speaking of? And you eventually it will get to that place of silence. The silence is the mind not knowing what to do, getting to a place where it has no more information. And the mind not saying anything creates a space of silence where only your heart can awaken. Kind of like if you imagine the unconditional nature of love, like, you know, a bus that the universe is driving to come pick you up. The bus stop that we all wait for, this bus of the universe to pick us up, to take us on this ride of unconditional love, is only found in a space of silence. So your mind has a comment, you respond with, says who? It goes into that space of silence, and in that space of silence, you wait for the blossoming of unconditional love to come and meet you in that moment.
2: I like what you said about the aloneness and I need to get comfortable and enjoy this time and not wait in and, and the right. sense of waiting and worrying. And
1: Right, because that. as you're worrying, life's happening. And so your life continues to happen while even these circumstances are happening, which lets you know... That what's really in control of operating this whole reality only has your best interest in mind. And if you know that wherever you find yourself, whatever is providing me the space to be here is only bringing me here to learn from something. And I can only learn from that by being at peace with it. The, 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 The way we learn from anything as a teacher in consciousness is to simply be okay with it, to not oppose it, to not fight it. You have a thought in your mind and you go, okay, that thought is there says who or or okay I accept that thought the the thought only really has power when you oppose it and so this is a time for you really to get to know you and when I say you I mean you and your intimate relationship with reality sometimes we don't necessarily realize that the only times we have an intimate relationship with reality is through our own personal intimate relationships Mm. and yet that's one percent of the totality of the intimate relationships you're having with consciousness. And so we we, we can look at your relationship and you can say, that is one of many blessed experiences of your intimate relationship with reality. And now that that is temporarily not here right now, it's giving you a chance to have an intimate relationship with all the other aspects that oftentimes we forget about. And so this is just giving you an opportunity to deepen the level of intimacy you have with reality itself so that when something happens in serving the intimate reality or the intimate nature of this relationship with reality, your, your response is okay. Mm. Wow. I say okay to this. It's okay that I feel this. It's okay that I think this. And I'm not going to do anything about it but sit in a space of silence and allow this unconditional nature of love to find me. And then I dance in the intimacy of this relationship with reality. You know, okay.
0: Wow, that, that's incredible. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. I, I yes, think Matt's yes. given you a lot to think about, don't you think?
2: Oh, yes. This, it, very helpful.
1: A- and thank anything else so I much. can do to provide, please let me know. But um, it's been an absolute pleasure connecting with you, and, and I'm just so excited to see what comes of this. Thank you. My thank pleasure. you
0: so much for calling in. Well, Matt, thank you. This, is, uh, this has been an incredible. I don't know where the hour has gone. I, <laughs> I really want to give out some information so sure. folks know how to contact you. Give out your website again. Um, let everyone know um, where you're going to be
1: speaking. Let's send them to the website. Absolutely. Um, it's www.themessengeronline.com. And again, on this website, um, we have all of our upcoming events, and we have all, uh, our bio and all the different information about what, what we provide as a service in this um, evolution of consciousness, and of course, our brand new CD, Awakening to Earth, Angel, and You, which is, people have often described as like having a mini session with me, and even people that come and do regular sessions, they want to be in that energy even in between sessions, and so the CD helps people to really be in that energy all the time, and people are listening to it over and over and over again because, you know, the energy meets you where you're at. Sometimes it may make you a little bit sleepy because... What you really need in your life right now is more rest from the mind that keeps thinking. And then, of course, it deepens and deepens and deepens. And so I've just been, it's been such a pleasure to be here with you, you know, Dr. Pat, and, and to really provide this healing CD and all of our services to your audience because in this moment, in this pivotal moment of consciousness, we are all beginning to awaken to there being something other than what we see. And my only joy, my greatest joy, is being able to serve that which awakens within us all.
0: And I have to tell you, MedCon, you do it so well.
1: Thank
0: you. You do it phenomenally well. And uh, and this is an incredible opportunity for so many of our listeners to find out more about you, to find out more about how they can get in touch with you, uh, and, and I, of course, a fabulous show. Uh, and I wanted to ask you a question as we wrap up and, sure. and to let the listeners know that you can find out more about my show, the Dr. Pat Show, Um, This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. Beyond the hour you're listening to now, we are live 14 hours a week on radio. Um, We are out of Seattle, Boston, the Chicago area, and the Tampa, uh, Sarasota area right now, soon to be in San Francisco. And uh, you can just simply go to my website, uh, thedrpatshow.com, D-R-P-A-T-S-H-O-W.com, and you just there's a search feature on there. If you want to find out about Lyme disease, just pop it in there, and who knows what's going to come up. But Matt Kahn is joining us here today and has been incredible in giving us information that is so insightful. It really does call for the next step, which is, and sometimes, Matt, action on our own on on our own behalf isn't it
1: absolutely my my job is to simply work on behalf of the universe to be the to provide the space of awareness to bring the energy and to provide everything that the person would need to be able to walk this path without further distraction and so what what it what has been described in in, in these sessions and even in what we do with with these products um, such as the CD is it's like someone going into your mind and escorting you out And as we all go through our various stages of the awakening process, it's very comforting to know that there are, you know, that there's many people around the world that that are doing what's being done right now. And it's just assisting us all in this transition of awakening. And yet we're all doing it together. And it's such a beautiful thing. And 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 I'm just so blessed not only to be here, but to be in this space where I can be a part of watching people's inner awakening blossom. It's beautiful.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining the show. I want to thank all the listeners uh, for tuning in tonight to the Dr. Pat Show. As we part, Matt, uh, again, I want to make sure folks know your website, which is uh, themessengeronline.com. You can check out Matt's schedule. He is going to be traveling uh, uh, in the Pacific Northwest and beyond California. I know you've got a couple of things coming up. and. And so much going on here uh, for folks to find out about. The CD is available right through the website, so please go ahead and do that. Sign up for his email uh, ezine, and you'll be gifted uh, an incredible article by Matt. Thank you, Matt, for joining the show today. Thank you so much. As we close this segment, if you had 30 seconds to express your personal message to people, what would that sound like, Matt Con?
1: My message would be this. Unconditional love is an inclusive experience of being one with spirit. We all know what it's like to love our parents, to love our loved ones, and to love the people in our lives who have helped make this reality exactly what we enjoy about it. And yet that creates spiritually exclusivity. And so what I urge every single person to do is to challenge themselves to realize that every single person, every single moment, circumstances, is just a different form of spirit revealing itself and to allow this path to be one where your love becomes unconditional by being inclusive. That when you love one, you include all. And then every moment before we have a, mo- a-, a thought about what this person is, who they are, what they're not, Let's start with just love. The beginnings of love is in a state of acceptance. That I accept that you are here in this world with me. And I offer you this inherent love as being just a form of spirit as I am. Let our love become unconditional by being inclusive. And as we love our families, as we love our children, as we love our neighbors, as we love our friends, let's include the world and everything in the world in that.
0: Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you all for listening. Until next week, step out into the world. Know that you have everything you need inside you to manifest your heart desire, and we'll see you right back here next week. And again, Matt Kahn, you're incredible. Thank you for joining the show tonight. Thank you so much.